you ever thrown you a curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. Hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato here, and I want to take a moment to welcome you to another episode of the Living Your Legacy show. Today, I want to debunk the myth and belief systems that people have around legacy. So in my quest to talk to people all over the world, um, I've asked what they think legacy is. And they generally think of it as being something that you leave behind you, something that you put in your will when you're old and you pass it on and that it requires a great deal of money, like leaving a large sum of money to cancer research or, you know, to create a wing of a hospital or to provide shelter for the SPCA or any number of other amazing organizations. The reality is that that's wonderful if you can do it, but most of us can't. The cost of living everywhere in the world is rising. The cost of products and items everywhere in the world is rising and salaries and income are definitely not keeping up on the same level that these costs are rising. So people's ability to put away that kind of money to save it, to be able to leave it in a will really has diminished over the years. And so lots of people assume that if you can't do that, you can't create a legacy. Today, I am here to tell you different. And my apologies up front, folks. My oldest son has gotten a cold and he decided to share. Um, as my younger son pointed out, sharing is caring. So I'm a little under the weather today. I'm going to try to make it through without coughing too badly. Um, and hopefully we can have this discussion. So today I want to talk to you about how you can create legacy without a lot of money. And one of the ways that we can do it is through volunteering. And volunteering can be an exceptional legacy that you can start today and do for the remainder of your days in various ways that actually makes the world a better place. Because isn't that what legacy is about? Creating something that makes the world a better place, something that's bigger than you. So I went and did a little bit of research into volunteering, and I've got some statistics here off to the side, so I'm just going to share them with you. <clears throat> of course, I'm in Canada, so I looked up Canadian statistics, and it turns out that Canadians actually like volunteering. In 2018, 79% of the population of Canada took part in some kind of volunteer activity. That's really cool. And yay, Canada, I am so proud of you. Formal volunteering, where you're actually signing up to volunteer with an organization for a specific event or activity, was at 42%. The rest was informal volunteering, like helping friends move or checking in on a sick neighbor, those kinds of things. And I think that that's pretty amazing. 
I would love to see those statistics get even higher. Now, I didn't look for statistics in other countries, but I'd be interested to know if you know the statistics in your country, share them, um, because that would be a really cool thing to know. The reality is that volunteering truly makes the world go round. We need people to help in a wide variety of ways, and it does change the world for those you help. So I looked up benefits of volunteering because lots of times people say, yeah, yeah, it's great. And we encourage uh, kids to do it, especially teenagers who want to get jobs because, of course, the benefits are there, that you have some work experience, you can get a reference to put on your resume, that you may actually get an employed position from that volunteering opportunity. So we certainly do encourage kids to do it. But then as we become young adults and, you know, we take on more responsibility, maybe we're going to post-secondary or you get a job, get married or choose to have kids. And suddenly you find that your time is really limited. And so people just stop actually in and around the ages of about 30 to about 50. And then as people are nearing retirement, again, volunteering picks up. Um, so I really want to encourage you to consider volunteering. And here's why. Excuse me. So I looked into keyclub.org. They had a great article there called The 11 Benefits of Volunteering. And I'm just going to share that list with you because I thought it was pretty powerful. Number one benefit of volunteering is that you have the power to change lives. Any organization that is out there doing good in the community is looking to change the lives of the people they serve for the better. So as a volunteer, you actually get to be hands on and connect with the people who receive those services. You get to see how you make a difference every day by the people you interact with. That's pretty powerful. The second reason that uh, is a benefit for volunteering is the ability to involve more people. As people get out there and they volunteer, they tend to talk about it. They talk about it with their spouse, with their kids. They talk about it with their friends, maybe at their local community groups or church. And next thing you know, more people are like, hey, I'd be interested. I'll come help out with that. So you have the ability to expand the reach of any organization by expanding the number of people who volunteer there. That's pretty powerful. The third reason and that is a benefit of volunteering is physical feeling of satisfaction. So many people are dissatisfied with their lives or their jobs. And being able to volunteer gives you a huge sense of benefit that I am actually doing something really good for other people because I can. And that creates a strong sense of satisfaction in people, which leads to number four, new friends and stronger friendships. This is a great way to meet people in your local community, to go out and be involved, get connected with new people that otherwise you may never have met. And it's also a way, if you're bringing along the friends you already have, to strengthen and deepen those relationships and we could all do with more of that. The fifth benefit, connection and confidence. One of the things that COVID taught us was that we seek and need connection with other human beings. And so we need connection that is positive, not toxic, positive. Things that feed our soul, people that make us feel good when we're around them and with what we're doing. We need that in our lives. And of course, 
By doing that, it increases your level of self-confidence because maybe you're learning some new skills or maybe you're out there um, using the skills that are in your wheelhouse to teach other people those new skills, right? It creates that stronger sense of confidence in your own abilities and skill sets. And again, who doesn't want more of that? The sixth reason is social and networking skills. So when you are volunteering, you are interacting with humanity. We need to learn how to do that better. We can learn how to network, how to introduce two people who could potentially collaborate or support each other. We learn those skills from the people that we're interacting with. And those are great skills to have in the world today because we need those connections. Businesses require those connections. You never know who you know that somebody else needs to know. And having the skill set to be able to put them together effectively is such a benefit to you and to the world. The seventh reason that is a benefit of volunteering, a readiness to take on the world. It's kind of addictive when you get out there and you start doing good. You just want to do more good. You want to see more good happen. You want to bring more people in to do good. You really start to feel like, wow, I have the ability to create positive change. And again, that in and of itself is a legacy right there, creating those positive ripples in the world. The eighth reason, a value to schools and employers. Again, by volunteering, you become very valuable. Again, you don't know who you know in your network. Who is an employer who's looking for a particular skill set or, or a type of kid? And you suddenly run into that kid. And you could put these two people together. Schools are always looking for opportunities for students to volunteer. So if you know of some, reach out to the school, the principal or the guidance counselors, and let them know what's out there, what's available. Because again, you don't know who you can positively impact by putting the right opportunity in front of them. The ninth reason that is a benefit of volunteering, a chance to pay it forward. And that's so important. I don't know if you've seen the movie, Pay It Forward. It's an older movie, and I used to show it to my uh, leadership students every year to talk about this idea of doing for others today because you can. Um, it's so important when we pay it forward, when we do something nice for somebody else, whether that's slowing down your car to let that person in in front of you or uh, giving up, letting a little old lady get ahead of you in the lineup or giving up your seat on the bus. Those pay it forward moments have ways of multiplying, just like negative stuff does. The difference is that the positive stuff generally doesn't make it to the media because it isn't salacious. It's not notorious. It's not like, ooh, ah, and shock. It's so kind that it just doesn't make it on the media most of the time. But trust me when I tell you that those ripples make bigger differences than we all know. So the opportunity to pay it forward is such a good one, and you should take it. The 10th benefit, a sense that you have more time. Interestingly enough, people who volunteer tend to feel like they have more time in their lives for other things, their friends, their hobbies and interests, whereas people who don't volunteer statistically feel like they don't have any time. It's such an interesting concept, well worth exploring by volunteering yourself and testing it out. And then the 11th benefit of volunteering is feelings of gratitude, being grateful for all you have, being grateful for all you've been given, 
for all you've earned in your life and really being grateful that you can then take that and pay it forward to somebody else. For sure, these are really cool things. And I thought that was so interesting that it was worth sharing with you. you for being a part of the living your legacy podcast community in 2022 we can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year we've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you the living your legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots we found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience we'd love to help you get your message out let's discuss this Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. Then I thought, let's look at the science of volunteering. Because you know, there are some biological things that go on when you actually volunteer and it's well worth noting. So studies have found that those who volunteer have lower mortality rates. We live longer. We tend to live happier lives, so it's so worth doing it. Also shows, more studies have shown, that um, volunteering leads to lower rates of depression and anxiety. That when we are out doing good in the world, we replace those feelings. Now, again, this is not clinical depression or clinical anxiety, but, you know, generalized stuff like feeling sad about feeling like you're not making a difference in the world. Um, right? Those rates of depression and anxiety significantly drop. And volunteering reduces stress and increases positive, relaxed feelings. And again, who doesn't want more of that, right? So let me see what else science said. The Mayo Clinic has come to three conclusions about volunteering. First, it improves your physical and mental health. Um, Getting out of your house, getting out of your head, And being involved in something bigger and more positive has a profound positive impact on volunteers. That's why they keep volunteering. The second thing the Mayo Clinic found is that volunteering provides a sense of purpose and teaches really valuable skills. And we all want to feel that we serve a purpose here, that what we do makes a difference. You do not want to be getting into your senior years and saying, did anything I did in my life make a difference? If you're out volunteering, you know you did. So that's very cool. And of course, volunteering nurtures new and existing relationships. And we could all do with more positive relationships in our lives, for sure. Um, So then I thought, well, if all this research is out there about the amazingness of volunteering, why don't people volunteer? So I looked that up. Top three reasons people don't volunteer. And these are self-reported. I don't have enough time and volunteer schedules are too inflexible. Now, I have to be honest. I have used the I don't have enough time excuse a lot in my life. That there's so many important things that I need to do that I just don't have time to take on other things. And that it can be tough because volunteer schedules for particular events can be there at set times. And if that doesn't work for you, then what do you do? We'll address that a little bit later. Um, The second thing, the second reason people give for not volunteering is I don't have enough information. And most volunteer roles don't look that interesting. So if they go on the website and they look up volunteer opportunities, they're like, huh, 
picking up garbage, not so interesting, or this, not so interesting. So they don't have enough information about what the volunteering opportunity actually is. And from a quick read online, generally, it looks not very interesting. And then the last one is a key piece here. And if you are someone who's connected to a volunteering organization, I would encourage you to really listen to this one. The third reason people don't volunteer is this. No one asked me. Now, that's profound. We need to be out asking people. And I don't mean mass emails or social media posts. I mean talking to your neighbor next door or the guy who works beside you in your job or your employees or talking to your boss, talking to your individual families, right? No one asked me is a pretty profound reason why people don't volunteer. And that speaks volumes. So we need to do something about that. So I thought I would put together some food for thought when you're thinking about volunteering. First of all, find something you feel passionate about and investigate organizations working in that area. If you really feel passionate about human rights, then go search up some organizations that maybe are dealing with human rights or if um, uh, animal rights is your thing, your jam. By all means, go look that up. In my particular case, of course, I uh, feel very passionate about equality for all, specifically in the area of the disability community. And so I am always on the lookout for things that allow me to be a part of that and forward that cause. Right? Again, lots of these organizations, once you've done your research and you're interested, reach out and connect. Many offer tours of their physical facility if they're local to you. And they will happily provide you with information on their opportunities and generally will also connect with you. So if the opportunities they provide are not going to work for you, they may have some other things that they haven't advertised that you could do. Or maybe they'd be willing to work with you to create something new that you can do and you would be interested in doing. Take them up on the offers. Get to know what they have, what's available. And if it resonates with you and feels in alignment with what you're passionate about, then by all means, pursue it. Number two, if none of the formal opportunities that an organization offers seem appealing, is there something you can create or do that will help? That's a great question to ask because, again, volunteer organizations often just put out what they already know. So if they do a historical fundraiser, that's the one that's always advertised. But, you know, I've always met other organizations. And when I've said, hey, could we host a fundraiser for you? Nobody's ever said no. So can you host a fundraiser? And, you know, it can be something really simple. You know, you could bring together some kids to do a lemonade stand that provides lunches for schools, right? So you're touching on a whole bunch of things here that could be really amazing in your community. Could you attend a fundraiser? Sometimes just paying for the ticket and attending is a great way to get involved and help. What about offering to be a delivery person if they have things that they need to deliver? Or, for example, there's like hospital transfer people that often will pick up and drive patients to hospital appointments if they can't take themselves, right? Again, you want to kind of think outside the box. What is in your wheelhouse that they might need or could use? What skill sets in your toolbox that they're not tapping into that you could put forward? Get creative. Have some fun with that. So again, I want to just bring it back to my own life. 
as a special needs mom, I uh, truly don't have a lot of time for organized fun. Uh, um, volunteering, not fundraising, organized volunteering. Because again, for me, a lot of those things do line up on days that I can't be there. And I need flexibility in my schedule when things go sideways. Like last week when my son wasn't feeling so great, you got to readjust everything on the fly. So instead of saying I can't volunteer at all, what I thought about doing was, well, what do I love to do? And how can I bring some people together to do it, to be able to support something? Ultimately, I came down to this. I love to quilt and I've talked about quilting a few times on the podcast. And one of the things that came up, there's always a lot of scrap fabric when a quilt is done. And often it either goes in a pile or it goes into the garbage. And I didn't like the idea that that was going into the landfills. So I started collecting scraps of from quilts, like literally scrap fabric. And then we got out and people started donating and and picking up scrap fabrics from their friends and bringing them to me. And what I did was I got together a group of women three or four times a year. And we take those scrap fabrics and we make scrap quilts that we donate. And we have donated them all over the world. We have donated a quilt for every child in an orphanage in Uganda. Started out as 32 quilts, grew to 60, and every single child there has one. We have donated quilts all over. When students of mine were going on mission trips, I would ask them, hey, can you take a quilt and just leave it wherever you go? So we have quilts in Guatemala and Costa Rica in South Africa, all over the world. These have been left with communities that need stuff. We have donated uh, quilts last year, the big earthquake in Turkey. I brought five quilts to donate to the relief effort there. Um, locally, we've donated quilts to Ronald McDonald House for sick kids. They try to do a uh, welcome bag for every family that comes in. And if there's quilts, they'll put them in the bag. And here's the kicker that I didn't know. If that child really loves that quilt, they let them take it home. If it's comforted them enough there, then they let it, let them take it home. And the families are often very grateful for that. So there's always a need for more. We have Covenant House for street youth. We have donated tons of quilts to them. They help youth get off the street, get their lives together, and really do help them get back on their feet to become productive members of society. And so we've donated there. We've donated for an organization called Baby Go Round for families that just can't afford to buy supplies for their kids, like strollers and car seats and cribs. Obviously, there's a need for quilts and blankets for them, too. So I've gone out and found organizations that we can work with. And in the 10 years that we've been doing this, we've donated nearly 300 quilts. So for me, I don't have the formalized opportunity to go, but I do have connections that I've built. I love having the ladies over to my house. It's such a joyful day. I love putting together the patterns or pulling together fabrics and then saying, hey, what are we going to do here? The ladies love being a part of it. So again, if there's no formal opportunity that appeals to you, create your own. It's such a great way to give back. Okay. Now, again, uh, another piece of food for thought. Remember that this doesn't have to be forever. If you choose to start volunteering for an organization, it does not mean that you have to do it for as long as you live, right? Again, you can stop and start as life ebbs and flows for you. That's the benefit of volunteering. So you don't have to, you know, do that. So for example, my husband, 
uh, was bringing my oldest son with disabilities to Special Olympics bocce. And they were very concerned that they weren't going to be able to continue because they didn't have enough coaches. So they asked him if he would coach. Now, he, he doesn't really know bocce all that well. And so he said, well, I don't know bocce all that well. And they said, yeah, we just we just need you to be there to help us with our athletes. There is a coach who knows how to do it. They just need kind of a backup coach. And so my husband was going to go anyway to bring my son to bocce. So he became the coach and he really enjoyed it. He enjoyed the experience of working with the athletes, of being a part of something bigger like that and being a, a bigger member of our own community. And again, he really felt the benefit of that. And that was just for that season. So it doesn't have to be forever. Choose something that just works for you now. And then, of course, there are benefits and spinoffs of doing volunteering that you haven't even thought of, right? It could, and it has in my own lifetime, lead to employment for me and for others that I know because I met people and thought, oh my gosh, this person would be a great fit here. Introduce them and there you go. So I myself have been offered jobs out of volunteering opportunities when I was younger uh, and it was great. It helped me to become the person that I am today and really fine tune where I wanted to go in my life. And I've been able to help other people gain jobs, which is awesome, right? It could spark a legacy idea in you. Maybe there's an area that you're seeing there's a real lack. And now you want to pursue that to create something for yourself and for others. That would be fantastic, right? The ripple effects in your community are huge. And here's a phrase that I came up with a few years ago. You know, we talk about dropping a rock in a still body of water, water and it creates all these ripples. But here's something to think about. The rock never sees the ripples it creates because it's already passed on and moved in a different direction. You do not know how many positive ripples you can create in the world until you get out there and try. If you are lucky, people will come back and tell you how you've impacted them. But if not, you can rest assured and have that self-confidence and self-satisfaction to know that what you did makes a difference and a positive difference at that. So I would like to have you consider adding volunteering to your legacy list. If you're not sure what legacy you want to create in the world, go out and do some volunteering. That in and of itself is a legacy that you create. And it may some spark something else in you that takes you in a very different direction. Your community will thank you for it in ways that you definitely don't see coming. So folks, these are a few thoughts today on the benefits and the reasons why we should be out volunteering in our local communities. The world needs us to care a little more and act a little more. And if that's something that's inspired you, I'd love to hear from you about it. So please feel free to reach out to me at michelle at livingyourlegacy.ca and let me know what it is that you're out there doing. You never know. Maybe you might end up being a guest or that that event or that you're doing or the agency you're volunteering for could be something that I share to my community as well. Remember, folks, I think you are amazing. You have so many gifts and talents to share with the world. So go start living your legacy today and let them shine. Have a good one, folks. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. 
We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.